This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama legislature is given a victory by the U.S. Supreme Court. The highest court ruled against a recent three-judge ruling that the state must redraw its congressional districts before the 2022 elections. The lower court required the redrawn districts to be created in such a way as to provide two majority black districts. The court ruled five to four in favor of how the Republicans have already drawn the congressional districts, and that was done during the November special session in late 2021. The Supreme Court said the lower court out of Birmingham made the demands too close to the 2022 election cycle. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl is signing on to a letter that was sent to the U.S. Agency of International Development regarding EcoHealth Alliance and the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The letter has 26 congressmen signing it, and they are seeking answers from the administrator of USAID regarding millions of dollars in funding that was sent to EcoHealth. This was done while EcoHealth also collaborated with the Wuhan lab in experimentation with dangerous viruses that could pose harm to animals and humans. The letter says that Americans deserve answers and accountability as to why their taxpayer dollars were sent to EcoHealth through USAID. A human trafficking sting operation has resulted in 10 men being arrested in Tuscaloosa. The investigation into the operation was conducted by the West Alabama Trafficking Task Force. Investigators say the men were arrested for seeking to have sex with someone they knew to be under the age of 18. This arrest comes just days after the 8th Annual Human Trafficking Summit was held this past weekend in Montgomery. Those involved in ending human trafficking have estimated that there are 6,000 victims per day in the state when it comes to labor trafficking and sex trafficking. The resident agent for the Homeland Security Investigations, Doug Gilmore, spoke to 1819 News. Gilmore says that human trafficking is multi-jurisdictional with multiple agencies and organizations involved to ensure that both the offenders and perpetrators are arrested and punished and that the victims are provided services to help with their trauma. Carnival Cruise Lines is delivering some disappointing news to the port city. Starting this coming fall, the Carnival Cruise ship Sensation will no longer sail from Mobile's port for a, almost a year. The company will take that time to initiate a new operating plan for their cruises that will start in September of 2023. There will be cruises that launch this coming March and continue to go in and out of the port city until October. Mobile Mayor Sandy Stimson released a statement upon this recent news saying that the city is confident in the relationship that's been established with Carnival Cruise Lines and its leadership in order for this whole partnership to go forward. A Texas man wanted for murder was captured right here in Alabama. Authorities caught up with 20-year-old Jose Becerra in the town of Fife. He was wanted in McAllen, Texas for capital murder charges and assault with a weapon. The sheriff's office, FBI agents, Madison County SWAT team, and U.S. Marshals were all involved in the capture of Becerra. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden is now revisiting an earlier decision on the Nord Stream 2 as a means of using leverage on Russia. Biden is now promising to stop the German-Russian gas pipeline construction from going forward if Russia invades the country of Ukraine. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing 
the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. When Biden was asked by a reporter exactly how the U.S. can make the two other countries end their $11 billion project, he responded. But how will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Four governors are planning to end the mask mandates underway in their states. The governors of Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, and Oregon will be lifting some of their statewide requirements by the end of February or March as Omicron virus cases seem to have peaked out. Many people in red states, like Alabama, we're not even aware that there continues to be mask mandates in place. In New Jersey, schools have demanded masks on students since September of 2020. Americans overall, as well as these governors, are coming to realize that COVID-19 is not going away and will have to be dealt with in an ongoing basis without the continued use of lockdowns and mask mandates. And while we're on the topic of masks, the state Supreme Court for Virginia has ruled in favor of Governor Glenn Youngkin and his executive order that prevents public schools from making masks mandatory in classrooms. The state Supreme Court rejected a challenge to the governor's executive order coming from a group of parents in the Chesapeake area. Youngkin declared the court ruling a victory for Virginia families. A Democrat congressman who led the impeachment trial against Donald Trump is now under scrutiny himself. Congressman Jamie Raskin of Maryland has a federal ethics complaint filed against him for concealing the fact that his wife made $1.5 million from a Colorado company. That financial windfall was concealed during the time that Raskin was nominated by President Joe Biden to serve on the Federal Reserve. A watchdog organization, American Accountability Foundation, has now filed the complaint against Raskin and his wife, Sarah. The group says that Raskin violated congressional ethics in not revealing this financial profit. The payout to Raskin occurred at the end of 2020 and was not filed for public disclosure until August of 2021, far longer than the 45-day period that is required. The convoy for freedom in Canada is still going strong and even spreading to other countries. Truckers and their big rigs are still occupying the streets of Ottawa to protest the vaccine mandates issued by the Canadian government. Ottawa police have issued citations to about 500 people there, but the demonstrations continue into a second week. The truckers are hunkered down for the long haul, saying they will not leave until restrictions and mandates are lifted. Those who support the truckers have even sent in millions of dollars to a GoFundMe account to help finance the movement. However, GoFundMe leadership has now stepped into it to play politics against the convoy and was planning to confiscate some of that money. Texas Senator Ted Cruz explained this on Fox News, saying the move by GoFundMe is nothing short of theft. Those truck drivers, that God bless them, they're defending Canada, but they're defending America as well. That is, that is courage on display, that the government doesn't have the right to force you to comply to their arbitrary mandates. And they're standing up for freedom. And of course... Big government hates it and is trying to crush them. Of course, the corporate media hates it and is trying to silence them. And big tech, you look at what GoFundMe did. People gave $10 million to support the Freedom Convoy because they were so proud of the courage of these truck drivers. And, and the thieves in Silicon Valley decided, we don't like your politics. So A, we're going to take your money. And then B, we're going to give it to people we like. Listen, if, if anyone else did that, that is called theft. And, and so today, 
uh, I sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission asking that the FTC open an investigation into GoFundMe into whether they've committed deceptive trade practices. Because when people gave money, they gave money under the promise it would go to the Freedom Convoy, not to whatever left-wing political ideology GoFundMe and other Silicon Valley companies support. They are deceiving consumers, and it is wrong. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to State Representative Charlotte Meadows about the Parents' Choice Act. As the bill was originally styled, as it came out in its, in its, its original form, it basically would say there's in the neighborhood of 6,500 right now, some say a little bit less, some a little more, of tax dollars that could travel with the child. And the, as the bill was originally drafted, it could, they could, a parent could say, I want my child to go to private school with that money, to homeschool with that money, to another public school with that money. Whatever the case may be, the parent or legal guardian could decide and the money would follow the child. I'm hearing now that that's being changed somewhat and they're limiting what types of education this could be used for. What do you know? Uh, most, one thing we've actually really somewhat flabbergasting to me is a lot of, we've heard from a lot of homeschool families who are not interested in participating. And even though this is not a mandatory thing, it's purely optional, their choice. They don't want even homeschool to be mentioned. So we are making plans to take homeschooling out of the bill. Um, That gives me a little bit of heartburn because I know some families that homeschool because they have no other option and they don't have the resources to pay for the things that they need. And there's also some really significant data and research that shows that homeschool families succeed at high levels regardless of what their parents' um, educational status is or socioeconomic background. We also know that homeschooling is one of the biggest uh, sections that has grown in the last several years because of COVID. Parents have not had a choice, and they've been forced to school at home. So this well, is, so um, so let me ask you this, Charlotte. Strange then, um, to me that they don't want to take their tax dollars. Yeah, and, and I guess I guess what what I'm hearing on that is that it's probably related to the idea that they're afraid that the taking of public tax dollars, even though they're the ones who may have paid it into the system themselves, would would then also allow uh, more invasive oversight by the state into their homeschooling, uh, you know, uh, opportunities. So is that what you're hearing? Yes, and honestly, I think that was, whether it was intentional or not, Dr. Mackey spoke at the committee meeting last Wednesday and made comments along the lines of how other states do homeschoolers and they require them to take the state test, they make home visits, they do other things that are somewhat, actually could be very intrusive. And while that's never been the intent of this legislation, I can see where people would have heard that and got really weak-kneed about it. Well, I'm so sure that uh, I'm sure that Secretary Mackey knew exactly what he was doing when he said those things, because what he was trying to do was put fear in the hearts of people who would have otherwise supported the bill. Well, and if that was his intent, he succeeded. You can find more of Phil Williams at RightSideRadio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember that you can drop me a five-star rating by going to the main page of either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.